Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Sucks Rocks. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman. And I'm your other host, Tom Arnholt. And last time we got together, we discussed Taxi, which is one of Tom's picks on our list. And this month, we're doing one of my picks, which was Gremlins. So I think briefly last month, we talked about this. When this came out, um, it was that 84? Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, I, I was obsessed with this movie. Like I, I, The trailers, anytime it was on TV, I was hooked. I watched all the stupid little specials, the teasers. Everything. I I was obsessed with this movie. I went running out when it came out to watch it, and, and I was hooked. Just absolutely hooked. Huh. So, I, that's, that's really funny. Like, how many times did you, did you see this in the theaters? In the theater, just once. Okay. And then, like, once you moved out and could afford HBO, how many times did you watch this, like, when it was on? Like, how many, how, how many times have you seen this? Oh, when when it first came on to HBO, probably what, like 85, 86? I watched it every time it was on. Really? Like all the time. Loved, loved, loved this movie. So back in the day, you not only saw this in the theater, you saw this like repeatedly, like whenever it was on television. Oh, absolutely. It was constantly on HBO. And and I want to say the... um, like ABC, CBS, NBC picked it up every once in a while, would show it yeah. like around Christmas time too. Right. Yeah. Uh, so um, do you remember when this came out yourself? I, I do. Um, I, I did. I saw it in the theater when it came out. So I saw mm-hmm. it once. And I think just, just statistically, I probably saw it when it was on TV sometime else. But I have no solid recollection of me seeing this beyond when I saw it in the theater. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. It 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 was I don't know. It didn't it didn't it didn't resonate you know it didn't strike me like it did you. I didn't have gotcha. like oh shit I gotta see this. Right. Um, you know I didn't have those like oh this is, that looks neat. That looks interesting. That that looks new. It's well it said Spielberg and he kind of wrote right. the the screenplay of our lives back in the eighties. Exactly. Um he and, and John Hughes so, uh, yeah, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't geeked out and, and, and jazzed up to go see this. Okay. I guess. And then that. I saw it. It was good. Phoebe Cates, two thumbs up. And that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I think this and Poltergeist, I obsessed over that summer. Like I absolutely could not wait for those to, oh. to hit the theater. Now, Poltergeist was another story. That was what I, I saw. I saw a few times in the theater. Really? And I don't yeah. know why. Because it did. It totally scared the bejesus out of me on a genetic level. I mean. Oh, just- shit. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> because so- it was 84 and all we did was sit in front of the television and now it's going to kill us. Yeah, and- exactly. <laughs> Invite all the evils of the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. So the the two safest places in our house was our bedroom and in front of the TV. And Poltergeist took both of those from us. Right. So, okay. So if if ghosts aren't going to kill you, then the fucking Russians are. You know, is it any wonder that all of us are just angst-ridden and raging alcoholics at this point in our life? I I think not. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think we're like, I should have died. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Why won't this end? 
Yep. <laughs> but back to Gremlins. Again, I, I love, love, love this movie when it came out. I, I was all about Gizmo. And then, again, I think we talked about this last month. I saw it at some point in my 30s. And just, it did not hold the appeal. I think maybe I was in a dark place at the time. It just, I don't know. I I pushed back against it. So it was interesting, like, sitting down now in my 50s to watch it again. And um, honestly, there was no emotional attachment whatsoever. Yeah. Um, None of that nostalgia came flooding back. None of those old feelings. It was clean slut. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was weird. And once yeah. I got past the um, like the terrible racism in the first few scenes of the movie, um, it, 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 honestly, it, when the credits rolled, I thought that was a good PG horror movie. PG-13. Oh, was it PG-13? Okay. Yeah. So it, it was a good non-R-rated horror movie. You yeah. know, as I watched it from a technical standpoint, like that was that was a fun, scary little movie, and right. like, that was it. That's all I had. I, you know, like had not, you know, I, I have no recollection of seeing this outside the theater um, in nineteen eighty four, but it was a movie that stuck with me. It's like I, I you know, I, I remember all of it. There are so because it was. Again, the whole reason we do this is to, to kind of poke at, at the iconic things that happened in our youth. And it was. It's one of those iconic movies. Like, to this day, even prior to watching the movie again, I knew Gizmo. I knew the green evil gibbons, you know, uh, gremlins, I, you know, Stripe, the whole thing. Right. I was like, all of it was still locked in my memory. Right. Uh, because the movie did have that impact when, it, when I first saw it. The one time. It stuck with me. Wow. Um but, you know, having an opportunity like this to kind of sit there and, and watch it again with, with older eyes, uh, I'm right there with you, man. I watched this thing, and my expect to, I, I tried it as best I could to remove expectation. Right. You know, it was like, all right, I'm just going to watch this as, as, as it is. Um, much like we took on Taxi. Like we're going to view this as a body of work from a point in time. Right. Same thing with Gremlins. I, you know, and I got to, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, this is going to go down rough. <laughs> and no, I, I, the credits rolled and I'm like, damn, that was much better than I think I remembered it being. Yeah, really? You know, it was okay. One of those, okay. Like even like the 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 the, the clunky you know, stop animation of of the, the the masses of gremlins walking up the street behind Stripe. Oh yeah. I mean, oh like, yeah. Honestly, that was the only hokey special effect that didn't work. That I oh make. yeah, because everything was uh, was puppets back then. Uh, yeah. When, when they filmed this, and everything was practical. Yeah, and they did a fantastic job too. Yeah. Um, one one particular scene that stuck out was the bar scene where Phoebe Cates' character is serving drinks to to the cadre. Now, as a movie reviewer, that scene was way longer than it needed to be. But yeah. as a fan watching it, it was fascinating watching 
what they could pull off. You know, right. if you think about the size of that set and how many puppeteers had to be working around it, oh, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, this took Sesame Street to Sesame City. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and I think it was, it did. As a viewer, it, you know, it, it lasted a lot longer. And my, the note that I wrote down is, why the hell is she serving them at the bar? <laughs> like, wouldn't you think, like, one comes in and you run out? Oh, one would think. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, it's not, not, oh, let me light your cigarette for you. Right? Um, <laughs> one of your three cigarettes. <laughs> um, but that was one of the things, I mean, it, it took nothing away, really, from the entire experience because... It was just one of those things like, why the hell didn't she run? But, yes, yes, okay, okay fine. Horror, horror comedy, 1984. It's, right. we just, it's one of those things that we just overlook uh, because the producers and, and the director wanted us to be able to see everything they could do with the puppets. And I yep. think perhaps from an artistic standpoint, they wanted to kind of highlight the evolutionary potential of the green gremlins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a valid point. They're not just out to just destroy things. Um, I mean, they are, but you know, in addition to evolving into what they are, they can evolve into, they have personalities as well that that are very distinct. And I, you know, I don't know. Spielberg is one of those visionary types. Um, you know, I could totally see him thinking, oh, my God, we established enough care. We, we put these things in enough costumes and we can we could make these movies forever. Yep, absolutely. There's, or, you know, spinoffs, cartoons. We can do anything um, if we est- if we can characterize enough of these little things. Every one of them now has a backstory. Right. Right. You know, so, you know maybe I don't know. I might, be re- I might be reading too much. I might be giving Spielberg more credit than he deserves. I, I, I wanted to shit on it, the movie, so bad. Really? And again, yeah, just that's me. You know, I, I like breaking things. Fuck and my youth. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. Uh, you know, yeah. fuck young Mike and when he was happy. That guy, that kid sucked. Right? Um, what did he know with his dreams and his aspirations? Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, the any any scene with an Asian character in this movie was problematic, oh <laughs> so bad. But what I what I I was trying to wrap my head around in that bar scene, which again I, I loved. It was so yeah. fun. It's like how how do these gremlins that just hatched like forty minutes ago know about you know flashers and you know shady characters and fedoras smoking cigarettes and bars and ski mask muggers with 22 caliber guns and things like that you know i mean it was fun but at the same time i I took a step back i'm like this is kind of stupid but i'm loving it you know yeah oh yeah that was that was i had that thought towards the end when they again being born just Hours earlier, all know Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to yeah, work we go. <laughs> I have the same thought. I'm like, so 
and again, that movie scene went on way too long, so I, I got lost in my own thoughts. I'm like, all right, maybe it's like those other animals that, like, as one generation learns something, it's sort of imprinted on the DNA. Right, yeah, the you genetic know? memory, yeah. So, you know, obviously the, the, the gremlins and mogwai have been around for centuries. Maybe while they were in Asia, they watched Snow White over and over again, like their grandparents did, and it's just yeah. imprinted into their DNA. I'll give you that. That that's the best I could come up with. I, um, I walked away from it again as a movie. I loved it as um, as a message. I thought it was good too. I mean, it, it's. It's yeah. almost more pertinent now. But if you yeah. think about it, the the only people that the gremlins went out of their way to murder were the greedy old lady in town. Yeah. And the racist plow driver. Yeah. You know, like the most problematic American white people in that town. Nature comes and gets them. Everybody else, you know, was sort of accidental. They they it's, just well, in the not, way. I wouldn't say accident, incidental. Incidental, yeah, that's a much better word for it. Yes, because but they they went out of their yeah. way to take out the worst of you know yeah. like American yeah. society. The worst and, and of the again, worst were targeted. Yeah, <laughs> you know, great, right? <laughs> so yeah. if if the gremlins were any other natural disaster. It's like, you know, the, the hurricane, the tornado, the wave or whatever went right for the bad people and everybody else right. just happened to be in the way. But I, of, I thought that was interest, an interesting commentary. Instead of the flood hitting the, the, the mar- marginalized and impoverished. Right. Uh, yeah, this one targeted the the affluent and and morally degenerate. Yes. It took a hard right on Main Street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like you said, um, the effects held up. I mean, th- there was a, a decent car crash with the cop car flipping over in the street. Th- yeah. That still looked good. Um, I thought it was funny th- that Jonathan Banks had that bit role as the, the drunken deputy on Christmas Eve. Yes. It, it's so it's so weird, you know, looking back at him in 1984 when, again, for the past 11 years, he's been part of the Breaking Bad universe between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So now he plays like this brilliant <laughs> badass who's like 12 steps ahead of everybody. But in 1984, he was a drunk deputy, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just with, hanging out and eating donuts. With a candy cane hanging out of his mouth, making fun of the right? kid. <laughs> Talking about the green men, eh? Yeah. So that was fun. Um and who was the other? Oh, yeah. Corey Feldman. I mean, oh, any yeah. movie he's in, like, I see him and I just get sad. You know, he was he was such a great little character actor. He was so good. But fuck, yeah. you know, n- knowing, yeah. looking back now at all that history, like, Jesus Christ, you poor fucking right. kid. You know, I, mean, I, I just want to yell cut and go hug him. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, a phenomenal talent at such an absurdly young age. Yep. Um, I mean, he commended every scene he was in. Mm-hmm. It was hard. I mean, even like he's walking around the bedroom and he's granted he's got a glass of milk or water or whatever the hell it is. And you're like, oh God, don't get him wet. But so right. you're watching him because you know, like, oh, this kid's going to spill water on, on fucking <laughs> yep. giz- gizmo. And that's, that's because I couldn't remember how it happened. 
I'm like, oh shit, Corey Feldman's the catalyst. Right. <laughs> I, I'm like, ah, he's patient zero. And but no, so but you're waiting for it. And like yep. so, but beyond that. Even like in the scene, like when he's like trying to talk to his teacher before he leaves the classroom, he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, can I ask you something?" And he gets ushered, you know, pushed out, and he's like, right. in the tree costume delivering trees. He's he's hard not to watch. Oh yeah, and, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know what it is about actors and and who they are inside that you know because that that makes them just eye catching. Yep. Because it's not like I'm not eyeballing little boys. It's it's like this kid is I have to watch what he's gonna do next. Oh, absolutely. He he was what just one on, of those Yeah. One of those people that just demands your attention, no matter what he's doing. Yeah. You know? Like uh, him, um Christian Slater, I think is the same way. Yeah. No matter what he's in, he could be just sitting in the back of a scene, like, oh shit's yeah. gonna get weird here soon. <laughs> Yeah, you know I gotta watch I, this guy. I forget what Star Wars, Star Trek movie he was in. He was in for like a second, and mm-hmm. I want to say it was like Star Wars, Star Trek two or three. And it was just a, a tiny bit part. It was like, "Hey, dinner's ready," and that was it. And it was like I remember that scene. I don't know why it was such a throwaway <laughs> right. bullshit. It was like, "Hey, you owe me money. Put me in this movie." Kind of a fucking. All right, fine. We'll give right. you thirty. We'll give you fifteen seconds. And I also, and again, looking at it from a historical standpoint, I loved the scene with Judge Reinhardt, Reinhold, and yeah. Phoebe Cates in the bar. How he's right? just such a sleazy dickhead. Yeah. And she just shuts his ass down. I'm like, that is fucking great. I yeah. love that. Especially with Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. It's, I'm like, wow, yeah. this is so good. You know, yeah. so good. And I love that line. Like, well, you haven't seen my new apartment. I haven't seen your, I old, haven't apartment. Seen your old apartment either. <laughs> that was great. Um, and her relationship with um, Billy. Is that yeah, yeah Billy? Um, I think that was part of the appeal, you know. As again, as like a fourteen-year-old nerdy little boy back then who yeah. read comic books, you know, and had a room upstairs in the little Cape Cod house to have like the the pretty girl in the neighborhood like interested in him and you know like going on these adventures. I that was part of the hook too yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this guy's got it going on. You know, I want to be Billy. (laughs) That was like the beautiful thing about like those characters in movies like this is like they had it going on and they didn't even know it. Right. (laughs) This dude, Billy fucking has his, you know, his balls drop and he actually asks her out. Right. And she's like, yes, like not even a hesitant. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Thursday. Yes. Yep. Fucking yes. Billy for the win. His balls dropped. <laughs> Fuck. I'll tell you what. You know, there may be only be a handful of people that listen to the show, but it's phrases like that that, that keep me coming back. <laughs> you know, when, when we're ready to go to press with our greatest hits album. Okay. <laughs> it, it's super. shit like that that I will I will listen to all the hundreds of hours of us rambling. Our Just greatest for hits. stuff like that. My greatest hits is going to be a single. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I love those stupid things. Oh, fuck yeah. And it'll have a paper sleeve, too, not even the expensive plastic one. Oh, no, we can't be wasting money on you poor bastards. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so a few, a few notes that I that I had real quick. Um, okay. First of all, did you notice when Hoyt Axton, when the dad calls from the convention, he's in that little phone kiosk thing. Right. Behind him, when that scene starts and it first cuts to him, there's a the, the, that classic time machine, the sit right. down with with the the disc in the back. Yep. And so there's a guy sitting in that classic old time machine, and like as the scene progresses and it keeps clipping back to him, like more and more smoke starts to to, <laughs> to appear, like from out from without the the time machine. And the last time they cut to him, it's gone. The time machine is gone. And I didn't like, even catch that. There's two people. Like, what the hell happened? That's amazing. No, I didn't even catch that. Um, <laughs> in, in his telephone scenes, I was I was turning on the um, the closed captioning because I wanted to hear what Robbie the robot was rambling about on the other yeah, line behind. That him. was another great thing. Like. <laughs> Yes, I can handle 60 liters. I'm like, what the hell is he buying? (laughs) (laughs) This is great. (laughs) And it's cool. They actually got the original Robbie the Robot voice guy to do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure he wasn't buried in work in the 80s by any means. But still, it was kind of cool to that. That throwback was great. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. so you mentioned the the police car flip uh, effect. Um, it struck me I'm like okay, so there's the local law enforcement get a watch fucking Santa Claus get mauled by these green creatures, and their instinct is to roll up the window and drive off. Yep. Like uh, oh yep. shit, fuck you, Joe. And right. then as as they're driving, like there's just increasing carnage out their window, and they don't think maybe we should stop and investigate or maybe help somebody. No, for, for it, right? <laughs> and then, they, well, and then they pay the price. Yes, when they first saw Santa attacked, I think they did the math. Like, all right, there's there's eight gremlins and six bullets. So we're fucked. <laughs> like 12 between the two of them. Like the other guy wasn't Barney Fife. He didn't carry it in his pocket. Right. <laughs> They're still locked up at the station. <laughs> right. Oh, crap. But I mean, honestly, I can, I can see, well, we didn't think to bring bullets. Right. Oh, yeah. And and again, I, I just loved um, the, the pure chaos of the, the gremlin monsters oh, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Yes, they they murdered a couple people, but they they kind of had it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the bar scene, the movie theater, the fucking mailbox. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> hang out in a mailbox, and anything you put in here, I'm gonna throw at you. Yeah, and that's how I'm gonna spend my entire Christmas Eve. That's dedication Great. to your craft. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, so, what other note? Regarding just a story issue. So, um, you've grown up in a house. You know, you you had a chimney. 
Oh, got a, yes. a fireplace, right? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so Phoebe Cates is telling Billy what's his dick about why she hates Christmas. And it's this whole story, obviously, about you know how her, her dad wanted to climb down the chimney and surprise them with a handful of presents right. on Christmas Eve. So, dude, handful of presents down the chimney in a 1920s era Cape Cod. Right. Somehow slips and breaks his neck <laughs> in yes. the chimney. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I glossed over it, but I had to write it down. <laughs> yes, and those are the same chimneys that a dead raccoon can fill. You know, if, if right. one gets – raccoons can get wedged in there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was picturing Phoebe Cates' dad as like a very, very slender man who was easing himself through this one foot by one foot tiny ass little <laughs> chimney and slipped. And that's why they had to say he broke his neck. He was so skinny. He was, he could slide down there just fine. Yeah. You know, it, it was the ice that killed him, not the suffocation from, you know, having your lungs collapse. No, because that would be silly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so he slipped on ice inside the chimney, dude. Just (laughs) (laughs) you have to like. I don't mean to sound like a White House press reporter. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Nope you you have to let go. You know, and and I did. I did. It's Spielberg. It's Chris Columbus. Let it go. You know, right. they're there. You are not going to like swing a cat and hit two facts on the all the way around, you know? Right. It's the just whole not thing can't happen. be plausible. You can't, we, plausibility is not a resource that we were afforded. <laughs> right. I get it. Um, uh, something with the- um, the consumption of mass media that I thought about while I was watching this. I, I kind of remember back in the 80s that, that Gizmo was like the epitome of cuteness at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but looking back, he's not that cute anymore, and I don't think that it's because he's different. I think it's because the technology, and I'm blaming you, Pixar, has pushed the cuteness factor so much further that that Gizmo is no longer the epitome. He's sort of a middling type cute character. Hmm. You know, like so much time and effort goes into the mathematics of what is cute. Oh, yeah. So, and again, you know, 14-year-old me, I I would have killed somebody to save a, you know, gizmo because he was adorable. Sure. Now, I, I'd kick him into a, a <laughs> boiling vat of oil just to make sure that, like, Boo from Monsters, Inc. has an extra pillow to sleep on because she's so fucking adorable. Like Gizmo, fuck him. Bink, out you go. Uh, just get him wet. We'll make another one. <laughs> <laughs> that did kind of bother me, too. That, thank you for saying that. So the very first time Gizmo gets wet, he's, he's on the little art table, right? And he is screaming bloody murder. Like, writhing in pain. Yes. Like, like, if you heard that sound outside your house, you're like, God damn. I need to go kill this poor animal because it's suffering, right? Yeah. So, you know, Billy boxes him up and takes him to his fucking science teacher. And what's, you know, 
the second thing they do after poking him with a stick is like, let's get this fucker wet and see what happens. Right. Like, holy shit. Does does nobody remember that terrible noise that little guy made? <laughs> remember the torture? <laughs> I mean the no. brain's an amazing the brain's an amazing muscle and the psyche the psyche is all sorts of defense mechanisms, but right? um yeah, you you can't unhear certain things. Yes, exactly. I mean, it was terrible, and and again, even now looking back, I'm like, God damn! And you know, Howie Mandel's got range. No, I don't think that it was actually him doing the screaming. I think he just did the little the cutesy voices and stuff. Yeah. But but that was an awful sound, just yeah. terrible. And his little legs were kicking and stuff. Right, like, I mean, oh my that god, was, that was disturbing. I mean, it yeah. was like, you can totally tell. Like, oh my god. This right? little thing that we've been conditioned for the last half hour to just find adorable is now being essentially tortured. Yes. And well, quick, get the eyedropper. Let's do it again. Yes. Um, one note that I had not related to torture was how much ass did Billy's mom kick? You know, when she was home alone oh. and there were like five of them that hatched, she yeah. fucking went on a murder spree. Dude, that was great. That was an awesome fucking scene. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the whole sequence where she just like lays waste. Yep. To the, the you know, three or four. I, I think she killed four out of the five. Like the fifth one jumped yeah. out the window. Yeah. I mean, to have the wherewithal, like, oh, okay, he's in that device. I'll hit start. Oh, right. let's. Um, it, well, I loved it when because initially she grabs a knife. Yep. To go upstairs to check what the noises are, and then when she gets into the kitchen and she realizes some shit's going down, she grabs this second knife. <laughs> <laughs> so she's double wielding. Oh, it was so good. I, I just that whole scene, and again, it was shot so well too. She just like going in this circle around the house, like I oh, must yeah. murder everything that moves, yeah, except for the dog. You know, just oh, yeah. kill, 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 kill. Yeah, um, yeah. That I thought was was really well done. I read somewhere that I think the the original script, um, like she was supposed to die. Really, Jesus! Like they Christ. were like, like like gruesome, like decapitation, and they would throw her head down the stairs, sort of shit. Wow! Yeah. Um, Fuck! And I forget who was like, uh, it's still kind of a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a, it, it, this isn't a Sam Raimi picture, right? And and again, I think that's one big difference between fourteen year old me watching it and fifty two year old year me year old me watching it um it again it was such a good horror movie this time around i i yeah i didn't have that emotional attachment so i could just watch it encapsulated in and of itself and mm-hmm. it was just it was great you, you had the nice build-up you had the you know the monster's gonna take over essentially if they got out of that city we're oh. fucked you know yeah. Yeah, so it it was just so well done. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so much fun. Um, I could easily see, uh, like you said, an R-rated version of that where there's just more involved kills. Yeah, it, it would have been it would easy be... to to cut that. But again, you know, you got to look at this was it was a Christmas movie. You're trying to get the preteens in there, 
So you, you didn't need that, but damn, you know, if there's ever a director's cut of this, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Actually, it's a, a Christmas movie that came out in June. <laughs> I, I guess the, 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 not the label, the, the studio wasn't totally sure that it would do all that well because, again, it was, um, you know, a horror comedy of sorts. Right, right. Uh, before that was a thing. Yep. And they weren't sure how well it was going to do. And there were, apparently was a shortage of, of the summer blockbuster type stuff. So they're like, eh, they're going out there at Spielberg. Right. <laughs> it's buns and seats. Yeah. I, I want to say I saw this at Graceland, if I remember correctly. Like, I, I zipped up there on my bike to watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was right. fun. But, but again, we're so far, we're two for two. Yeah. Of of looking back and, and you know, again, Taxi, I can watch that when I'm 150 and still think it's an amazing piece of work. I'm so surprised by Taxi. Still to this this one, this one, it shocked me. I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but I had a lot of fun watching this now. Yeah, this was totally fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a few things. I mean, like, yeah, the, the over-the-top, ah, goddamn foreign parts, foreign cars. Uh, yeah, it was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then he dies, and you're, you know, then it's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I felt com- uh, fine. And even, <laughs> like, his his wife got murdered. I'm like, ah, you know. She was there by choice, so. Right, you know, choices have consequences. Guilt by proxy. What do they like to say? If you're not with us, you're against us? Something like that, yes. And I, was, I mean, there was probably, there's a 50-50 shot. She was a racist asshole, too. So, eh, you know, whatever. But yeah, I... I, I, I one of the, real quick, that got me kind of thinking. I've been horror comedy. Um, well, this came out in 84. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead came out, oh shit, 81. And then <sighs> Evil Dead 2 came out in 87. Mm-hmm. And Evil Dead 2 is sort of credited for firmly establishing the, the horror comedy genre. I can't help but think that Sam Raimi saw Gremlins and said, <laughs> got it. Right? <laughs> Here's what we're going to do to Ash. Yep. (laughs) Honestly, thinking back to Evil Dead 2, um, I think like Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote had a lot more impact on Sam Raimi than Gremlins did. That's Yeah, I'll give you that. Because that was so goofy over the top and violent too. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, the formula is right here. And and again... was an untapped market really there were not a lot of horror comedies out before this but again yeah. as, as a teenager i didn't see it that way it was just it was a fun action movie but uh, you know sitting in my living room now after watching tens of thousands of hours worth of movies i'm like oh right. yeah this is so you know the formula is right there i've, I've seen yeah. this movie a dozen times with a dozen different monsters at this point but yeah this is mm-hmm. you know the the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So 
something I thought I'd hate and ended up liking. So I did too. I, I thoroughly, you know, for, for as much as I tried to to quell my my lack of you know my expectations and keep keep that sort of under control, I eh, they weren't high for this. But right, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I do want to break the pattern and not pick what we're going to watch next month until next month. Okay. You know, unless you want to draw right now. What okay. do you think? Okay. I'm good. Either way. Well, I don't. Uh, what is this? This is. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's June. Should we do another one of these and just keep going for the summer? Why not? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me pull it up. Uh, I did not have that pulled up already. Share okay. it with me. La la la. Because <laughs> well, I know that Tom you know, and I have... when we when we first concocted this, yeah, you know, we did put together a uh, not an extensive list, but a substantial list of mm-hmm. of TV shows and movies and uh, albums that uh, impacted us. You know, during our, our formative years in the eighties, and uh, it'll be interesting to. See. I'm, I'm curious actually to see what I what, what our homework is for mm-hmm. next month. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so one of them I need to take out the formula on Taxi and Gremlins because we don't want to watch those again. And then we will, but not because we don't like them. No, not at all. Okay, so there's a point seven eight. God, I don't want to watch that. Hmm. Um. Oh, here we go. Point eight two. Hang on. Every time I sort this, the numbers change. Piece of shit. Um. Oh, Cheers. God, I knew it was going to be Cheers. 11 years that show was on? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, so we've got our work cut out for us for the next episode. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, about Cheers. When did Kirstie Alley, when did that era start? Oh, my God. You're you're asking the wrong guy. Literally, I haven't watched it yeah. since it was on. Yeah. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll see it here and there. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. Woody's on. Yeah. Or when you know, I love the coach ones. When those, whenever I see those on TV, I'll sit and watch them. But I have no idea right. when. Well, I guess I could ask IMDb, right? Let's see. Hang on, I'm trying that right now. All cast and crew. <laughs> because okay, she was on from '87, so she came in five years into the show. Okay. Do we want to do pre Christie Alley? Or do we do the whole thing? You can kind of break it into the Shelley Long era versus the Christie Alley era. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, so I, I don't know. I think we should cover all of it. And I, I, 
I want to dip my toes into at least a couple of the early episodes because it I yeah. do not remember this being strong right out of the gate. I thought it it stumbled a little bit if I remember. And again, I was a I was a wee lad when it came out, but I don't remember it being hilarious until the cast really gelled. You know, I want to say it was like yeah, the second season, second or third season is when it started to become like a thing, right? And then so I don't know. Well, we've got a month. Maybe maybe I'll do two or three episodes from every year and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. But okay, yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's funny. Like just looking over the cast on IMDb. It's uh, it's all oh yeah oh yeah I forgot that you know like Paul I always forget about him because he's such a middling character like holy shit that guy had some great lines in that show but yeah this will be fun and and again I miss I miss Coach and Woody they were so good in that show oh yeah Woody was the best or not Woody uh, Coach yeah but I mean Woody was good too I love yeah there's so many like yeah okay Iconic this will be fun. Yeah, yep. it's a shitload Norm. of homework, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right, at least it's not algebra. Ah, oh, that's true. And, and again, for anybody listening, if you have some ideas of things that you want us to sort of pick up from the '80s and watch again, just feel free to reach out and tell us, and we'll more than happily laugh at your stupid idea and do whatever we want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Or we'll sit through it and we'll look at it and go, Jesus, what the hell were you thinking? Right? And, and we will call you out by name. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I guess until next month, I will bid you adieu and um, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.